Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us in our first podcast of 2019. I'm here with Maurice Jones. Hi, Maurice. Nice to be with you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Almost on the verge of not being able to say that anymore. But oh, yeah, no. you, you snuck can, it in. We can say that through <laughs> June at least. Okay. Um, just reminding folks, I'm Morgan Harper, MVP of Knowledge Management and Strategy at LISC. And we are very happy to have today with us the executive director of our Bay Area office, Cynthia Wong. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Marie. Hello to everyone from the Bay. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning and early morning for Cynthia. So we appreciate she's here. So um, we have a very exciting topic today. LISC had a big announcement. LISC and specifically Bay Area LISC had a big announcement last week, the Partnership for the Bay's Future, um, which is why we wanted to have Cynthia join us today and give folks a little bit more background on what the partnership's about and uh, and how they can get involved. So Cynthia, you know, maybe we'll kick things off with you. If you could give us a background on the, the landscape of the Bay Area and the housing crisis there and, and why the partnership made sense. For sure. Well, we're really excited to announce the partnership last week and, and feel that, you know, this is just part of this huge momentum that we've seen in the past few months in the Bay um, towards growing this huge uh, housing need, um, this crisis that we see here in the Bay Area. Um, for all of us, we know that housing, transportation, economic opportunity, these are all the critical elements of long-term prosperity for this market. Um, and unless we really try new, different, innovative, dare I say, disruptive ideas, um, the diverse, inclusive, entrepreneurial spirit, you know, all these elements of that we really love of this place that we feel so lucky to call home here in the Bay will be at risk. Um, and so um, what we've seen here in the Bay is, you know, the, the median home prices have tripled in the past 10 years. Um, we've unfortunately seen that six out of 10 households are now at risk of displacement. Um, and that, quite frankly, even two full-time workers making $15 an hour can only afford to live in 5% of the region's neighborhoods. That's all to say that, obviously, that hope isn't lost. Um, We're really excited about the opportunity that the fund will have to both produce and preserve um, housing and and looking forward to kicking that off. So what what do the components of that that hope look like? So what, what does the partnership involve and why do we think this is going to move the needle uh, in, in solving for the crisis there? So the partnership uh, looks like the following. It is a, a group of enterprises from multiple sectors to start with that are coming together, committed to contributing to the solutions to the Bay Area's housing challenges. And those sectors include the philanthropic sector. Mm-hmm. They include the technology sector. They include the healthcare sector. They include the um, nonprofit sector. Uh, they include the financial institutions, among others. So the first thing that the partnership looks like is a multi-sector coalition committed to being innovative and creative in solving the, uh, the issues surrounding the inadequate supply of housing versus the demand. Uh, the second piece that the partnership looks like is in the lanes of work that it has chosen to pursue, it is pursuing both an investment strategy um, designed to actually preserve and produce housing for people across a wide income spectrum from 
30% of area median income all the way up to 150% of area median income. Okay. The second lane is, though, a policy lane. It's what are the public policies that are needed in the Bay Area in order to facilitate more rapid development, more rapid preservation, less costly development, less costly preservation, et cetera, that you need on the public policy side to go along uh, with the investment side. I I would say there's a third lane of work, which is uh, um, also in the public sector, and it's more of a um, let's uh, make sure that people understand the scale of the challenges uh, and the scale of the opportunity. So there's a public education piece Mm. that the partnership uh, is also pursuing. Um, On the investment uh, piece and the policy piece, funds have been developed. And there's an investment fund of $500 million, which is the one that we're managing, uh, which is the one that we'll talk about, uh, I suspect, uh, more in depth. And then there's the policy fund, which is a $40 million fund, which is um, one that the San Francisco Foundation is managing. Now, the two funds are dancing together, if Mm -hmm. you will. Um, And so they work well when they are actually complementing one another. And so we have an overall advisory body that serves both funds and that hopefully helps to keep those funds working in a collaborative uh, um, manner, uh, leveraging uh, each other. But that's what the partnership looks like. It is um, impressive and it is uh, driven by the private sector and um, the solutions are private sector solutions. So – I think people are used to hearing about CDFIs and especially lately having investment funds, funds that are for housing, funds that might be for various purposes. But the policy fund does seem very uh, different. So why do we think a fund for policy will be effective at promoting some of these changes in government? Because you have to have innovation within the public sector and innovation within the private sector in order to truly Um, develop and sustain solutions to the housing issues, particularly in the Bay Area, which has amongst the highest, if not the highest cost of housing. Um, You have to, in order to really do this right and do it at scale, you have to incent both the public sector and the private sector to do business differently. Mm -hmm. And the public, uh, the policy fund is designed to encourage and incent and support public policies that are going to contribute to the solution as well. One without the other is uh, slow uh, or slower and inadequate. So, Cynthia, can you talk a little bit or maybe give an example of one type of policy that uh, we think the fund might might focus on promoting? Sure. Actually, you know, what I might swing it to, Morgan, is to talk about what are the products that the investment fund um, we'll be working on. We'll be working really closely with our partners at the policy fund around community engagement, around sharing ideas and learnings. Um, and for us, we'll really be focusing on what are the new financing mechanisms that are going to be making projects possible that wouldn't otherwise be possible. Um, here in the Bay, we hear stories every day of properties that are going on the market, being bought by speculators, um, and unfortunately, displacement of a lot of residents. So, for example, one product that we have is um, one that will allow our community partners to purchase properties um, that are at 
that type of risk um, to help community-oriented, community-rooted developers um, stabilize them so that the residents of that community can stay in that community. Um, and that's money that really isn't available here, and at least not available at the type of flexible terms that we see are core um, for our partners to move quickly. Um, here in the Bay, we know we need more money to do this work, but it's not just about the money, as Marie mm-hmm. said. For us, it's also about you know how quickly that capital can come into play, and it's one major goal of the fund that we can help our community partners um, not just have the capital, but be able to utilize that capital more quickly. And and so simultaneously, right, you'll have a policy fund that is attempting to help local governments, for example, really streamline the permitting process. Okay. Right? Taking out steps, uh, making the process of permitting more efficient and speedy and thereby saving cost. right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the cost of getting steel in the ground is actually the permitting process you have to go through, the time it takes, you know, what's happening while it takes that time as material costs are going up. So um, I would see the public policy fund, for example, working with local governments, completely revamping their permitting process. Got it. There are um, projects in the pipeline in the um, in the Bay Area that have been in the pipeline for years and mm-hmm. they can't get them unstuck. I mean, working with local governments around that sort of thing. There are the issues of what do you do from a public policy standpoint to protect tenants mm-hmm. in communities that are uh, growing or gentrifying, as some uh, folks uh, talk about, and making sure that there are tenant protections in place to prevent displacement. That's where public policy is going to play a role along with the uh, investment fund. Those are the kinds of things that you'll see the uh, the policy fund collaborating with local governments on. And I guess to both of you, because there's some who might say, and I know this actually might have come up in the um – the convening that happened in, in connection with the announcement, that there was a time when the federal government was in this business of solving for housing problems. And why is this the role of philanthropy, the corporate sector, where priorities shift and change? Uh, and, and really, isn't this just something that the federal government needs to focus on to really get at solving huge problems across the country in addition to the Bay Area? Mm. So the bottom line is the federal government will remain focused on this as well as state government. The state of California has passed in the last two or three years uh, almost a handful of bond measures in the billions. So this is not a replacement uh, or substitute for the public sector. Indeed, it is the private sector stepping up to try to be a good partner to the public sector. The scale of the challenge here in the Bay Area and other areas around the country is one that the public sector cannot do alone without Mm -hmm. partnership. And so no one should read this – uh, these actions in the Bay Area as substitutes for the public sector. Indeed, what they should read them as is the private sector saying, put me in to coach. We want to contribute to the solutions here as well. And so the the real sort of uh, challenge is how you make beautiful music between the public and the private sector and thereby do even more work at an even faster pace. 
Great. And, and so where do things stand now? I know we had the announcement, uh, sort of like, where do we go from here? Where, how, how's yeah. the fund doing? Well, we, uh, the fund's doing great. So the investment fund is a $500 million fund. We announced $261 million already uh, in-house. So we're uh, over halfway to, toward raising that. We'll be raising capital all year. But we've also announced our first investment. Uh, and Cynthia can talk more about uh, that. But we're um, at the same time that we're raising capital, we're doing deals. Mm-hmm. And so where we go from here is do deals, raise capital, um, work on public policy issues, bring more people into the coalition, into the partnership for the Bay, and um, and get work done for folks. Uh, Cynthia, you can uh, talk about that uh, announcement we made with Abaldsi, if you will, and other things. For sure. So we're really thrilled to announce last week our first announcement on the fund. It's a revolving line of credit to a longtime list partner here in the Bay Area, Abaldsi, uh, which is the East Bay Asian Local Development Corporation, and we're providing them a line of credit um, in order to help them move more quickly on both uh, deals that will lead to new units of housing and also help them preserve units of housing, especially um, in Oakland and other parts of East Bay, which have really felt um, the push of displacement and especially among um, low-income communities of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so this revolving line of credit um, will help them work on at least six projects over the next five years. And what we're really excited about, you know, the, the finance nerd in me um, is really excited about is the fact that, you know, this is a longer term. So five-year line of credit is, a little, is out of norm um, for this market. It's also going to be offered at a fixed rate, um, which to have something where you know what your financing costs are for the next five years for something as flexible as this right. um, is, is pretty out there. Um, so we're excited about that, and hopefully this helps make our community partners' lives a lot easier as they're doing the really hard work um, out um, with our community partners. Look, the dynamism of the Bay Area is dependent upon its ability to attract a diverse talent pool, um, diverse in race and gender, diverse in skill set, diverse in jobs, diverse in incomes. The question is, how do we house them? Mm-hmm. How do we house that diversity in order to ensure the sustainability of the dynamism? At the end of the day, that's what this effort is about. The units are about our ability to ensure that the region around the Bay can remain economically, racially heterogeneous and diverse and powerful. Mm-hmm. That's the future that we're going to be working it's on. Pretty exciting and, and does sound indeed really innovative. And so if, if people want to partner, if they're interested in investing, concrete, next step, uh, Cynthia what should they do? is up and ready. Call, call Cynthia's running. cell phone. <laughs> That's right. The email her, call her, text her, whatever you have to do. No, Cynthia, in all seriousness. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. I'll give up my digits right now. Uh, in all seriousness, we really welcome um, hearing from potential funders and investors, community leaders, um, those with projects um, for us to finance out of the fund. And more information can be found on the partnerships website, which is phasefuture.org. Uh, and Morgan, happy if you want to 
put my contact info um, as part of this podcast later on too. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, we got something out of Cynthia. There we got our go. we got our email. Yeah. So as we close, the one thing I want to make sure we do is to really express our appreciation to, uh, in particular, Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. They actually were the catalyst for this. They uh, a couple of years ago started this dialogue about what the Bay Area needed in the way of solutions to the housing challenges. And uh, to boot, they put in $40 million of grant to this effort. Uh, They worked in close collaboration with the San Francisco Foundation, which is also providing uh, a um, program-related investment in this effort as well. The two of them were, and, and Ford Foundation joined them as well. That's that is the core of this partnership, and uh, and we're working along with them. And uh, in particular, um, but for Chan Zuckerberg, this this really would not be an initiative that exists. So we want to really take our hats off to them, and uh, they've been a delight to work with. And we're we're looking forward to continuing to work with them. 